This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Who gonna check me, boo? And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld How you doing today? You know, I'm well, thank you It's, um... It's Friday. It's actually like nice and sunny and not that cold outside. It is like, freezing oh. outside. <laughs> what, what's the temperature where you are? Um, I don't know. It's 39 degrees out. That's okay, cold. Here, here, I think it's like 45. It's going to get into the 50s and oh, sunny. Nice. Like that's like nice. Okay. Go for a walk weather. Yeah, mine's you know. brick. Brick. Mad brick, as they would say. Mad brick. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we so today we're going to talk about Orange County and Southern Charm. But before we get into those, I we need to talk about something that happened on Instagram yesterday, and that was Jim Edmonds, aka Jimmy, aka MKE's ex husband. So you 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 don't you didn't see this, right? I'm telling you about this for the first time. Correct. Okay, so apparently up until now, Megan and the kids were staying in a house that Jim owns. So basically they were like, I don't know if they were renting or if it was some agreement, whatever. So uh, they moved out and yesterday on Instagram, Jim Edmonds posted all of these videos of him saying, so my tenants finally moved out and I'm going to go check out the house. And so he's referring to his ex-wife and mother of his children as tenants. And he's walking through, he's walking through the house and like pointing out all of this, like, like messes that she left. And he's like, I, I don't understand how you would ever leave a place this messy. Like who would do that? Blah, 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 blah. Says tenants more times. Like, literally just getting on Instagram and posting all these videos only for the purpose of making Megan look bad. And it's like, what are you doing? Like put it away. Yeah. That's really weird. It's one thing if you have beef with your ex, which is usually what happens, but don't, don't involve the children. Like that's bizarre behavior. Yeah. And it's just like to go on. It's one thing if you are, if you have your personal shit that's going on, but to put all the videos on Instagram and be like, who would leave this mess in the house? And it's like, Jim, we all know who you're talking about. It's not like, <laughs> it's not like if you were in, he's like, I'm new to this landlord stuff. And it's like, shut up. Like, like, it, like he had a frat um, move out of his house. And like, he's like, look at yeah, this mess just, these kids left. It's like, I, I believe like they have whatever their personal issues are, but it's like, leave us out of it. Come on. Leave us out of it. Okay. <laughs> 
Yes. Well, thank you so much for that, Jim Edmonds. Like you'll you should be back next week. Anyway. But okay, speaking so- of Me- speaking of <clears throat> Megan though, I feel like we need Megan back on OC to figure somebody yeah. tweeted this to figure out what the fuck is going on with Elizabeth. I mean, why not just like bring her back anyway? This cast needs who me for this matter. Like maybe I'll join OC. I don't really know. But this episode All hands on was, deck in the OC. Yeah, <laughs> was so bizarre because it was the entire episode was a compilation of just home videos and it was funny because when I went to watch it I I oh I talk about this with you guys all the time. I watch things live, but Wednesdays are now very overwhelming for me. MTV's The Challenge premiered this Wednesday, so now I have to watch The OC on Thursdays because we talk about it on Fridays. So it's like fine for me, but whatever. It's a puzzle. So so I went to watch it, and I thought halfway through the episode, I stopped and I go, number one, I can't watch this anymore. Number two, am I watching an old episode? Is this is this a random thing that I'm watching? So then I go to watch the the one next to it, and it says twelve sixteen, the air date, which didn't happen yet, by the way. I have no idea what day it is. And I was like, oh, this must be the new episode. Uh- and it was for next week. And I'm like, shit, the one I'm watching is the new episode. This is awful. Like, it's literally it's- just like day 34, day 50. Oh, my God, help. So it's interesting because to jump around a little bit we're talking about southern charm also they took a very different approach where they essentially just skipped two months or whatever they were filming in february beginning of march and then they were like and now it's june whereas oc decided to kind of bridge the gap with this at home footage and i i get doing a little bit of that but it it was it, it felt it felt very strange because it was like these video diary type things that they were doing at home. It was like, I don't need to see like <laughs> Shannon being stressed again about COVID. Like I understand, like I understand the situation. We were all stressed. It's fine. But like we can do like one little clip of that and then just move on. Well, that's what I thought it was until I was 20 minutes in. And I was like, what is happening? This whole episode felt like an audition tape for survivor. (laughs) And then, yeah, like I, I liked the, towards the end, we got some, you know, they were kind of meeting with each other and that kind of stuff. Like that was fine. But like, we're seeing Elizabeth in a store with no mask on talking about is COVID a man-made virus um, you know, maybe it is, maybe big pharma wants to make a lot of money. First of all, I don't know why they left those comments in the edit because it's like, first, like if they're not going to put any kind of disclaimer or, you know, cre- thing on the screen, that's like, we don't, we don't like approve this message. It's like, that's like, why are you putting that out there? You know? Yeah. Well, she seems to not really know what she's talking about most of the time, but leave it to her to no matter what the episode is about, talk about her divorce and money. Her home video was a selfie in like an alleyway or something. And she's crying because she's the lawyers are postponing her divorce and she's writing all these checks and she's not getting divorced. And I'm like, oh my God, here we go. There's, there's nothing. Just talk about a grocery store for like five minutes. I love watching a 45 year old woman have this like soul crushing realization that money might not make her happy. And it's like, (laughs) it's like, okay. So 
I understand she's been through some stuff, but like, I would say that's not the most groundbreaking concept that money can't buy happiness. <laughs> well, money can't buy your class. Well, also, um, they showed a flashback of Gina saying, are you good? Do you have enough to be good for right. life? And she was like, yes. And Gina goes, so walk away. What are you, how much more considering you are fully aware that money can't make you happy? walk away you are good for another lifetime walk away right it's like you're at spending this point, it's more like, doing this i actually i i i liked when gina said that because it's like clearly this divorce is like ruining elizabeth's life in the present like she is mm -hmm. stressed out about it she is not having a good time and it's like if you don't need any if you don't need to do this why are you doing this to yourself and you know it's interesting this episode we kind of see a division forming where Bronwyn hates Elizabeth. She is like fully not a fan. And then Gina is clearly kind of on Elizabeth's side. And then so when when they're hanging out at Shannon's house, then Gina isn't there because she's kind of like choosing Liz. So I, I don't really, I guess a lot of time passed. I don't know. I feel like we missed something where it's like all of a sudden there's like teams and I'm like, okay, like I don't really know like what the, I don't know what the conflict is other than the fact that Elizabeth is like kind of shady, but. Well, and I think it's how Bronwyn is now seeing what we're seeing on the home videos and how she's reacting to the virus. Cause clearly Bronwyn is taking this another step like further. Um, we see um, the George Floyd murder and now all the protests are happening in the OC and Bronwyn is just, you know, out there and she's bringing her kids with her and she's very emotional and it's very powerful to watch, but she is now seeing who she needs yeah. to be friends with and who she doesn't. And I thought that was great to see Bronwyn herself, her selfie video is saying like the OC is changing. Like this is the old, this is the new OC. It was great to see that footage. I actually, when I was watching the episode, it, it was getting close to the end. And I actually was thinking, I was like, where are we in time right now? Like, are they going to skip over Black Lives Matter stuff or whatever? And then literally they came back from the commercial and it was, yeah, you know, May 25th, George Floyd. Um, I think it's obviously it's important that they included that, especially I think on this show, which I would say has probably, I mean, definitely the least I don't, this word is stupid, but like the least woke cast. And I would assume probably the least progressive viewing audience that I think it's important that they are including this kind of, regardless of if it is representative of the show as mm -hmm. a whole, because obviously we know how some of the cast feels about this stuff. But yeah, I mean, I think they're obviously they're in a tough spot in terms of like what happened during the filming of this season and like, COVID and stuff but this episode just feels like incredibly cobbled together <laughs> like yeah yeah and and it I agree also because of something as serious as um that the protests and then you see them like joking around having meetings and it's just like where are we like where does everyone stand with what's going on in the world and well, we know that Elizabeth thinks COVID is the same as AIDS. So oh <laughs> that's, my a, God. that's a fun I, moment. Yeah, I actually, I mean, okay, to to be fair, you know it's bad when Kelly Dodd looks like the smart one. When you're like, when your opinion about COVID is so wild that even 
she has to be like, that's not right. Yeah, <laughs> like, it ooh. is crazy because you Kelly says like one thing and you're like, oh, OK, she's back. And then it's there the next sentence out of her mouth. And it's like, nope, you're you're still Kelly Dodd. And thank you so much. Yeah. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. I do want to I do want to bring up so Bronwyn is talking about how obviously so she is they show her almost 90 days sober at one point and she's talking about how difficult it's been you know being stuck at home and stuff and that she and Sean are clearly having issues obviously now in real time we've gotten a lot more updates on where her and Sean's relationship is with her coming out and them being separated all of that um but she shares that she hit Sean a few like, times him a few times and she clearly feels really uncomfortable about kind of the situation this kind of it kind of caught me by surprise just because it it didn't like occur to me that this is where this would go but I don't know I I I, I have a hard time like getting a read on kind of what Bronwyn's situation is and again obviously things have changed since then Right. Well, it's it's really honestly watching all of them seeing Bronwyn is the hardest because of what she's going through. She's they're stuck in the house and she's stuck in the house with seven children. She has just become sober. She cannot go to AA meetings like it's a lot. And that takes a toll on you. And she even said she feels trapped. She feels trapped in her house. She feels trapped in her marriage. And like, it's not something she can control. And it is it's pretty hard to watch, which means it must be 10 times harder for her to be going through it. And so that is she's been so open this season that I can't she she deserves like a medal of honor for this season. She has been open about like very private things. And yeah, even her hitting Sean is pretty serious, you know, and that's something that she chose to talk about on the show. And she's being upfront about it. Yeah, I've seen some people I've seen some people be like Bronwyn, like keeps like coming up with this stuff for attention and like, blah, blah, blah. And I I mean, I understand, of course, these are cast members on a reality show there. I'm sure there is some pressure to have a storyline to be, you know, sharing whatever. But I don't think any of this is stuff that Bronwyn is like 
inventing in her head to talk about on TV. I think perhaps because she's on the show, she is maybe like coming to these realizations about herself more quickly or like being forced to confront some stuff. But I don't, I think it's a little reductive to be like Bronwyn wants attention. So she's having all these problems. Like, and those are like extreme problems to make up. You don't just like do that for attention. Right. And (laughs) Um, you know what? Uh, Dylan and I have come to a conclusion that although we have said some, we might feel this way still about the stuff we've said in the past, but we both really are enjoying Gina. Like very much so. She has been a standout star these past few episodes. You know, as she says, uh, hair salons are not an essential <laughs> business, but they really should be for her. I was um, laughing out loud. That was yes. that was a great moment. The, th- the thing I love, I think we talked about this last week, but the thing I love about Gina so much right now, I'm not going to say she's like an all-time great housewife or anything, but I'm enjoying the fact that she seems very comfortable with where she's at in life. Mm-hmm. And both talking about it from an emotional standpoint and kind of poking fun at herself. And I really appreciate that because I think a lot of people have been critical of her. It's like, oh, she's not rich enough to be on the show. Like she's like sad or whatever. And it's like, okay, maybe. But she also seems very self-aware, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. And she also seems like she's taking COVID seriously when she's talking to Shannon and she's voicing these concerns about how Shannon's whole thing this episode was kind of weird to me because Shannon was talking about how she had these strict rules about if you're going to be in her house, you have to stay in her house, blah, 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 blah. John's son broke the rules, so he had to leave. And then John, John left with broke him. The rules. <clears throat> but then Shannon, of course, let John right back in the house. And I mean, Shannon can do what she wants. I'm not, I don't know her specific rules or whatever, but I appreciated that Gina was like, wait, like that's not what you said like wh- what's the deal there yeah you know? it was it was a bit confusing i feel like she gets um stella shannon gets in her own head and then you know like panics but i mean and look what happens she was safe but then she wasn't safe stella has covid and i mean they're fine now thank god but also forgot to mention um talking about the protests that gina was FaceTiming with Giselle, which, you know, is our favorite thing when they put on the bottom Giselle, Gina's friend. Like, we all know who Giselle is. (laughs) I actually watched, it was an Instagram Live, and I actually watched it live. I remember that. Yeah. And that actually, that, I actually really enjoyed their conversation. I thought it was really great. Gina was, I think, a good listener and also, Mm -hmm. you know, said some of the right things. Gina is weird because it's like she clearly is not in the same like cuckoo camp as Elizabeth and Kelly, but like sometimes you're not quite sure like where she falls, maybe on the political spectrum or on the spectrum of like being a good person. And it was that I would say was a nice a nice thing to see that it was like nobody is forcing her to be on Instagram live with Giselle talking about racism right now. Right. So. I really did appreciate that conversation. And because that was so long ago that they put it on the show because it's important to show real mm-hmm. conversations as opposed to other things. Yeah. Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. 
I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day, and it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin and D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Now that we're talking about Black Lives Matter, that is actually a good segue into this episode of Southern Charm, which starts off with the statue being taken down mm-hmm. of Catherine's ancestor. And we get, so Leva is there, like Leva's great. Again, we love Leva. John Pringle is saying something about how his family's been in Charleston for X amount of generations. And like, I don't know if they own slaves. And it's like, why are we, why are we talking? I understand why, like why he mentioned it because like they had shown previously in the episode, like talking about all these last names, like, are they blaming Shep for anything? No, no, no. But and same thing with John Pringle because his family's been there. But it was the way he said it. And like, it was almost like he was just addressing it to address it. And like, yeah, I don't really. You know. It was almost like he was asked, like, if he turned in his homework that day. It's like not yeah, the same seemed, question. It seemed a little dismissive for a topic that I, it should not be dismissed. But whatever. Moving on. I don't really want to talk about John Pringle more than I have to. Um. So last episode, we saw Austin testing positive at the end now craig has covid craig's girlfriend natalie has covid and taylor shep's girlfriend have covid i love that craig natalie and taylor are all quarantining together so shep is just like on his own miraculously testing negative throughout all of this as does madison i guess it's yeah, this it's so weird. Like it's, we're filming through windows and on headphones and zooms and 
Uh-huh. It, it's they're trying very hard, but it is very funny watching the three of them quarantine together. Like they're in a fun house. Like they're just like pl- like playing and like yeah. hanging out. And then like, and it's it's very like Craig keeps going like I got two women. And it's like no no like you're <laughs> you're no. <laughs> but honestly, I don't like it's like a wake up call, but it's not. They're not they're not waking up from realizing they have COVID. It's still not hitting any of them yeah i would say this is like an inconvenience to them (laughs) and they're like okay like can we get back to our lives come on because at this point like it seems like charleston is pretty much open so they're like the second we're negative we can just go about our daily lives right and then we have shep who has been honestly we see this every season with shep he is responsible when he wants to be so he has taken Mm -hmm. four covid tests that have all come back negative because he wants to really make sure he doesn't have it even though he's been quarantining and you know what everyone should follow in shep's footsteps Right. Even so he thinks he's pretty sure he's negative, but when Danny comes over, they still do the, the talk through the window on the headphones thing because he just doesn't want to risk it. The and headphones I, are bizarre. I don't understand. Well, because so they can hear each other and have, and not be like shouting through the window. But I thought they're on the phone. So what's the like, well, because so they can, it's like they're having a face to face conversation, Got but it. because the window's in between, they have the headphones. <laughs> it's honestly like, it's kind of smart, but also it's a very strange thing to watch. Also like, just I go would, outside and stay apart. Like you're outside. So just, I would rather watch that than a whole episode of zoom calls, which we have a couple of this episode and mm-hmm. You know, again, they're trying. I appreciate that we have a show to watch, but it is, it's different. Um, <laughs> so this episode, we have continuing on Catherine's kind of journey of being canceled. Um, so at this point, so Leva is not happy with Catherine. Danny's not happy with Catherine. The world Danny is said, not happy with Catherine. Well, yeah. Danny says that, she has been reaching out to Catherine and she has not heard anything, but Catherine wants to talk to Leva about what happened. And Leva is basically like, does she only want to talk to me because I'm the only person she can think of who's not white that might want to talk to her, which honestly, like probably. Yeah. And when Leva and Danny are talking about this, it's so weird because Leva basically is a stranger to Catherine. They, they know each other, but at this point, it seems like they're kind of like acquaintances and nothing more. And I, I actually, I love later in the episode, Catherine calls Leva and is like, hey, like, do you want to get brunch? And she's like, actually, can we just like FaceTime now and get this over with? I love that when she was like, I can't get brunch, but I can meet. And I was like, I was like, why? Like, why? Neither. <laughs> Neither Danny nor Leva want to get brunch with Catherine at this point. They're like, okay, we can do this as quickly as possible. Well, here's the thing. It's Catherine's attitude that's the problem, no matter mm-hmm. what. Even when she finally did meet with Danny, she had – she listening was not uh, was not an option. She literally just backfired the conversation and got up and left. And, like, why? Why did you get – why can't you hear what anyone else is saying because you right. don't like what they're saying to you? Right. She's very much in a place of, you know, she's very defensive. She is certainly not admitting that she did anything wrong. And 
to not to give any credit to Catherine, but perhaps there was no racist intention to what she sent. You know, like maybe I don't, I'm not inside her brain. I don't know. But either way, she's an adult and this happened and she should be able to take a step back and be like, maybe that's not what I intended, but the result was bad. And I need, I still need to take ownership of that and to do the work to fix it. And she seems very committed to the thing of like, well, that's not how I meant it. So like, yeah, they're calling me a racist and like, I'm not. And it's I like, mean, okay. Talking to her Maybe, is like talking to like, a child. Right. It's like, you need to be able to look at it from a broader angle and actually take a step back and assess the situation rather than just being like, I'm not a racist. And because I think that's what, that's what a lot of people have kind of learned this year is that the productive way to, you know, combat racism and to have conversations about this isn't just to say, well, I'm not racist. It's to actually like, let's unpack like those messages you sent. And like, maybe that's not what you were trying to do, but this is why it came across that way. And clearly Catherine is not here to have that conversation. I don't think it should be Leva's job or any anyone else's job really to do that mental work for Catherine. She's an adult. She can, you know, read a book or Google it or something, but clearly she, she doesn't want to. And she sort of seems like she's digging her own grave. Like, Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, okay. So moving on to my boy, Craig, my little, my little angel Craig practicing for HSN, which is the sweetest little thing I've ever seen. First of all, his home looks like home goods. He has pillows Mm -hmm. everywhere. And I know it's for the HSN segment, but part of me thinks it's not. And that's just like his living room, but it is so funny watching him hey guys. Or he's like, no, no, no. Hey y'all it's Craig from sewing down (laughs) South. And I'm just like, Oh my God, this is so cute. Like he, and hearing him talk about it, even in his like interviews is so like, he's passionate about this. He always has. Mm -hmm. And no matter how many people on the show made fun of him, like he still went for it and he achieved his goal of being on HSN. His HSN thing seems nice. I didn't love that. We saw Patricia kind of being shady during it, but you know, Patricia, Patricia is just in a shady mood this season. She I was doesn't like say, Austin. Patricia, she doesn't yeah. like Craig. She shades everyone. Wait, <clears throat> quickly, because I want to talk about Austin Madison. Next mm-hmm. episode, they show Patricia like hosting like a play date for the boys. And she's like, so weird. it was so bizarre. She was like, you because she treats Whitney like he's little, like a little boy. She's like, you guys right. can go swimming. You guys can have a drink. You guys can pee in the bushes. Like, I was like, wait, no, they're like 40. 40. She's trying to be she's trying to be Regina's mom from Mean Girls. And it's like, no, like <laughs> these are like grown ass men. Like grown. Whitney is like 50 years old. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So let's talk about Austin and Madison before we finish up. So this is, it seems, the end of the road for Austin and Madison. He tests negative and comes over for a glass of wine. And dude, I'm so confused by this whole thing. I'm really sorry. I'm really confused. But also want to mention that John Pringle in the beginning of the episode says, if there's no promise ring, there's no stopping him. He's going to continue going. And I'm like, no, that's not like stop being like disgusting. So, okay, I think for sure it is time for their relationship to end. I don't think anyone would argue with that. But Madison seems 
a little too angry for what we've seen go down. Yes. She seems she's very high and mighty. She is talking about how he has no ambition and they're on different paths in life and he's irresponsible. And I don't quite get that angle. Just say that you See. don't just say that it's not a good fit. It's not working. All of that stuff. Fine. But she's making it so personal about how he is as a person and all of this. And it's like, I don't think that we've seen Madison be like so much more mature <laughs> and have her shit together yeah. and taking COVID seriously and all of that. It's like, just leave it. Like, yeah, like I'm telling you, <laughs> I thought we missed something also because I was hesitant to be like, wait, did I miss something or like is is this random? And it seems to be very random. She's like she's making him test negative the reason for their breakup. And I almost want to jump through the screen and be like, you were with him. So like, why right. was that okay for you to be with him? But be, oh, I'm sorry, he tests positive, not negative, but because he tested positive, this is the end all be all. But like you hooked up with him that week. So like, whose fault is that? No one but your own. It, I, it yeah, it sense. seems like she's kind of, She's, I think she's like building up this image of him in her head almost so it's easier for her to leave him. You know, because I have I, a soft spot for Austin. Like, I love him. I know. I like Austin too, but I, it, it kind of strikes me that maybe she was having, maybe she thought it would be easier for her to walk away if she convinced herself that he was like this, you know, like deadbeat, irresponsible guy. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously she can do whatever she wants and again I think it's for the best that they break up but it's like you're you're laying it on a little thick and it's like I don't really think that's what happened yeah with that being said I do have to say I've I've said this before that she's not my favorite but she has such a fucking sexy look to her that it's like not even funny. She is always put together. Her hair is always perfect. Her outfits are cute. And I'm just like, what is it about you that I don't, I don't know, but, it, but she always looks like amazing, but mm -hmm. with them compared to they, Catherine's new veneers and, Oh, I was like, Oh my God, way too honey, much makeup. Yeah. are you in paint? I was like, what? There's something, there's a lot. And also like put the jewel down just for this conversation. Like you don't need it. You don't need it right now. Two it's different fine. scenes last night. She was waving the jewel around in her hand while she was talking. And I'm like, no, can we yeah, not just like, like tuck it in your purse? <laughs> tuck it in your purse. I, um, I, yeah. So the whole thing with Madison and awesome. But then when someone asks, she cannot answer the question if they're done. Like, she's like, I don't know. You know, like, yeah, it's weird. We're going to see more. We're going to see more on that and more on Pringle v. Austin next week. Um, Wait, I just said the and like and like, you know, so many times that was really obnoxious. And I apologize for that. Wow. How dare you? Um, Barry, who is your number one Bravo Lab in the group? My number one Bravo Lab is surprise. Whitney because oh. he was on this episode and you know I love like a good little Whitney scene although it was a zoom a pro high quality produced zoom conversation which I don't like but I always love to see Whitney who is yours um I'm gonna give it to I'm gonna say Gina I enjoyed okay. Gina again this week and you know wow maybe like a most improved type of thing but also like just kind of best <laughs> of the worst I don't know uh thanks so much for listening <laughs> 
Don't forget to check out the Bravo by Betches collection on shop.betches.com. Follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Yeah, and have a great weekend, everyone. We'll be back on Monday. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.